Jesse, welcome back. How are we? I'm well, thank you. And yourself, Denny? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too thank bad. Thank you. <laughs> um, so you are guest number two on the podcast. We covered a lot of good stuff in that episode. So your um, career as an MMA fighter, surviving carjackings, uh, yeah. relocating your family from South Africa to, uh, back to Scotland. Then we go into your philosophy around your personal training um, and training business, yeah. which is what, what you're up to now. So anyone who's not listened to that, uh, I'd recommend circling back and having a listen. We covered a lot of good stuff within no, it. Um, brilliant. But today we're going to do something slightly different. So rather than the typical interview thing that we've been doing on the Full Circle podcast, this is going to be a bit of a a, a first New Year special. Um, and at this time of year, in New Year, a loads of folk are thinking about what they'd like to change within their life, the good old-fashioned uh, New Year's resolution. Yeah. And it, it might not be a big thing, it might be a small thing, but I think everyone's almost guilty of thinking something they'd like to change. So we thought we would jump on that particular bandwagon. For sure. Um, and do a bit of a, an experiment. So what we are going to be doing is committing to um, something that pushes us each out of our respective comfort zones, supported by the, the other individual. So taking us to places we wouldn't be. Um, so my one's relatively straightforward. So you're going to be really pushing me um, to achieve the next level of fitness goals and, and hopefully competing in something that we, yes. uh, we'll, we'll get to. Um, and in return, I'm going to be pushing you um, using the latest growth hacking techniques from Ascendo Digital to really elevate your business. So doing things that you're you're you're, you're currently unaware of yeah. and really taking your business, put yourself out there and, go, and going to the next level. But before we get into um, actually the details of what the challenges are going to be, um, in the fitness industry, you guys probably see it a lot more than most um, when it comes to why people stop on a goal. So um, people set out, particularly within fitness journeys, with all the best intentions. I've, I've been there. I've, I've certainly been that person as well. Where you set out with the best intentions, you're very excited about what you're doing and for whatever reason, over time, now that might be a month, it might be three months, it might be six months, but yeah. over, over time, you fall away and you end up defaulting to your, your normal behaviour. So taking away all the psychology and sports science and over-analyzing it, what do you think are the, the most basic issues why people fall away from a goal? Well, I think, Danny, when you even speak about a week, two weeks, then a month, then three months, I think that even the week period of you not maybe not staying consistent with your schedule of health and fitness, it can become quite a snowball effect quite quickly. So... When it comes to, say, for example, everyone's been getting sick now in December, a uh, new year, new me, and then boom, they get hit with a chest infection. That's a week off. That's two weeks off. Then they've now enjoyed the time that they've had, that they're not going into the gym and that, and that extra time for them to be a little bit more lazy and maybe more social. And that's how it, it could start. I think we did speak about it even before. Fear, fear of f failure is a big one. And also just the the ability to get up every morning and and say to yourself, okay, I'm going to the gym. I'm going to you know, eat the certain way. And I think people fall off the bandwagon quite, quite easily when it comes to being disciplined in that manner because maybe, maybe it's not as important to them. So then they just fall off. I've, I've certainly seen it with myself, especially with discipline. It's not something that erodes over one day. It's when you start making slight compromises, like I'm not going to go today, or 
Um, right, I'll leave the gym early. It's making these, it, it's almost like individual battles. Yeah. And as soon as you start conceding to those individual battles, it's a, it's a snowball effect. Yeah. And that missing the one session can easily turn into missing two sessions the next month. And before you know it, you're there once a month and, yeah. you're, and, and you're back into Just it again. Just to even feed off that is like, even when you're trying to eat, eat well and you decide to have something unhealthy, and then your brain just says, tells you, well, I've already broken what I'm supposed to be doing. What's another, you know, what's another pa? What's yeah. another slice of cake? What's another this? What's another that? Then that happens. And then the next day you wake up and you're like, ah, but I've already broke it. So what's the point? Let me maybe start afresh on Monday. Yeah, the old, the the old start old, afresh on yeah, Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and again, that's now what we in is that whole New, Year, New Year's resolution thing. And what Monday is to a lot of people, so is the first day of January. Yeah, I'm starting off. And it's the same within most aspects of your life. And we're talking about fitness here, but when it comes to um, when it comes to work or business or anything to do with relationships, um, you need to be consistent in everything you're doing. And it's when people start to take shortcuts, when start to take the easy way out, and look, we, we all do it. Yeah. Um, that's, that's when... I typically find for myself that's when you start um, sliding back. You, you almost need to make a, a commitment to yourself. Yeah. Um, that all these little individual battles, each day you're going to win each of yeah. the, the individual battles. Um, so in terms of what you're going to be doing to me, now I'm, 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 can't say I'm overly looking forward to hearing what the, the, the next few months go, but I'm excited uh, about it as well. Yeah. Um, so we've trained together. Um, in the past and being entirely honest um, when I started off um, it's probably about two years ago now yeah. um, I was significantly more overweight than I am I was really really unhealthy I hadn't been with a, within a gym for ages couldn't run the length of myself and, and, and we started off yeah. um, made really good progress um, throughout that time but probably within the last six months um, fell off, stopped coming to personal training, um, went back, and it's it's amazing you when you start making little stories with yourself about yeah. right. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And again, I had all the best intentions of keeping going in terms of what we're doing. Yeah. But life gets in the way, and before you know it, you you you've, you've started um, back in um, in the decline. So the commitment that that I'm looking uh, looking forward to. Um, is entering into the, this process where there's a bit, a bit of accountability. We're doing something live on a, a, a podcast yeah. um, to, to track, track the ups and downs. So where, where are we starting? Well, Danny, what I would suggest for us first is to see where you're at. Obviously, you haven't trained. There has been a process where you've been inactive. And I think when we go on this journey together, I think it's going to be easier to manage if we know like certain zones that, that I've put down for you then to have a look and see where you're at and also be good for everybody else to actually ha have a little bit of self-evaluation when they do hear these different zones about where they're at. And I think from there, we'll be able to then well, adjust and readjust along the way where you're at so then we can see in what direction you're going. So by zones, you're meaning basically what level of fitness are you at or... Well, zones and where you at personally in your health and fitness journey. Right. I wouldn't even say just fitness, health and fitness. So w 
that term health and fitness, people just like, no, going to the gym. No, it's eating. It's how you're feeling on a daily basis. It's how you're dealing with your relationships. And what are you doing day to day that will help that, you know, get better? So the different zones that I've put down for you to have a look at and then see uh, will be five zones that you'll ultimately look at. The first one's decline. Um, you've just said there, you've obviously stopped training with me and you felt straight off the bat that you were going in a decline of your health and fitness. So I think the first zone that I think everyone needs to be aware of is the decline state. And I think that's probably the better, it's not really zones, it's the states in which you're in. So that's the first state. Yeah. Second state is inconsistency. It's in the name. Inconsistency is where you fluctuate between the baseline, you go maybe above it, then you go below it, and you that's just consistent. So if you look at a year, so let's look at your 2023, and we're looking at the baseline. You would ultimately see maybe at the beginning of the year when you're with me, you were in a you were you were obviously inclining with the with your baseline. Mm. So it was going above baseline, then you dropped off and you were going drop then you went below baseline and then you went back to the gym for maybe a month or two, you went back up and now you've just been back down. I think again. that inconsistency mode, I think, or 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 phase that that's where the probably majority of people find themselves. Yes. I would agree 100% with that, just in terms of also your, the laugh, <clears throat> the lifestyle that people live. So I know for a fact there's people that then come in for maybe a month or two and then you won't see them again. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, no, I had this going on. I had this social events. I had this wedding. I went away on holiday. Couldn't do that. And it's just a, a, a continuous thing. So I think a lot of society, not just society in its own right, people stay in the inconsistency just because of how your life fluctuates with health and fitness. So if you're not <clears throat> so if you're not if you're not sticking to a plan and you're not consistent and disciplined, everyone will, will be inconsistent when it comes to the health and fitness. Then the next one is baseline. And that's where obviously I spoke in the decline state. As baseline is your is your bare minimum of what you need to do to stay at least happy with your daily life. And it's not going to the gym every single day. It's not being as consistent with your diet. It's just doing enough that you're not in the decline state or inconsistent state. You're going to maybe gym two, three days a week. You're quite happy with that. But when you're also in the gym, you look at the treadmill. Let me just jump on, jump on the treadmill today. Yeah, so it's more about a, an organic process. Like somebody who likes going out, walking the, walking the legs yeah. off the dog um, or go, 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 does a wee bit of hill walking. But yeah. there's no plan. Um, they just try and lead a healthy life. Huh. But saying that, that there must be massive benefits of someone who does that compared to the inconsistent. Oh no, state, for sure. And I think for personal trainers and for me especially is to look at people that are on baseline and just be happy they're on baseline because yeah. it could be a lot worse. It, so as long as they're looking after themselves to some extent, we shouldn't be overly concerned with someone that's actually at least putting a little bit of effort in their health and fitness, whether it be like you said, walking their dogs or going into the gym, maybe not having a program or a plan of action. So they just jump on the treadmill. Mm. It's better than sitting on the couch and doing absolutely, yeah, absolutely nothing. So, and I think we have touched base on it before. If you stay in baseline long enough, you are going to stem more away from what your baseline was at the beginning of the year. So just to put that into perspective, if I start in January and I, I start looking at someone's baseline, 
on what they do and how fit they are. If they just stay consistent with what they are doing, their baseline will move from what they were in January to December just because they've been doing something. Now, it might not be a, a, a you know, big amount, but it is better than obviously the inconsistency. Because the thing is with inconsistency and decline, your baseline will always move away from what you think it was. Mm-hmm. Now the next state after baseline is where we want you to get to. Not not drastically quick, but relatively fast. Mm-hmm. And I do believe that is possible for anybody. Again, it comes down to programming. So what is that, fees? That is the improvement fa- the mm-hmm. state. state sorry. Improvement state, yeah. So when you're in that state, you... Again, the only way you will be able to calculate when you're in the improvement state is when you're on a correct program and you are doing certain measurements and things like that in order to be able to. So if I'm just a random person, I go to the gym, how do I know I'm improving without doing proper measurements? So in the improvement state, there's there's weekly, monthly, and even yearly things that we can calculate and we can actually see um, there's tangible things that we'll be able to to look at, whether it be your measurements and things like that, that we'll be able to see improvements. And that state is probably the, the most, the states in which you have to be the most disciplined, especially for um, an everyday Joe, because you're not competing yet, you're just getting into the gym. So that improvement state that you wanna be in is on a weekly basis, you and I are going to be raising the bar to new levels, new hearts, but doing it in a cold, controlled and safe environment. Mm-hmm. And again, we'll just be able to do that with the programming and and fitness tests mm-hmm. that we're gonna be embarking on, which we will go through later and what you're gonna be doing. So that's the improvement state. The last state is competition state. Now, competition state in itself should be self-explanatory to, for, for a lot of people. That is when you are in, you're improving on a weekly basis, but also being mindful that you have got an end goal, which is a competition, a race, a maybe a fart. You don't know mm-hmm. what the competition is for, but having that in in the background, so you understand that it's not always maybe going to be in the improvement phase. So you're not going to be seeing the graph going high and high. You might have to plateau for a f- few weeks to focus on recovery and maybe just f- work on some technical things and then you start raising it up. But there's always improvement happening. But with the competition state, there's an end goal to it. Yeah, you're trying to hit a date, aren't you? you, you, yeah. you so again, it comes down to being able to program your... So it's, w- when I talk about the competition state, if I'm in a fight camp and I know I've got a fight in four months' time, I'm going to plan those four months so I don't burn out too too quick and I also don't burn out later on in the fight camp where then I should maybe be cooling down and just focus on a bit more technical things. Mm-hmm. So having in that competition state is extreme programming and also being aware of where you're at and also comes down to fueling yourself correctly. So that will be the competition state. But I think for improving and competition, you need to know what you talk, what, what you're doing and you need to probably seek professional help when you're in those states to make sure that your body's working at the best capabilities it can. Yeah, so they, they all make absolute sense. Um, it's it's quite nice to hear it broken down into a, a simple methodology of basically what bucket do you put yourself in. Yeah. So so listening to that and being honest with myself, um, if I look at the year, I would say I'm very much in that inconsistent zone. Yeah. Um, if I looked 
where I'm just now in a shorter time so scale it's definitely the decrease but inconsistent um, I say it's fair but um, it's probably one thing to note as well your baseline your my baseline from where it was two years ago is dramatically improved yes. so if I look what my baseline was um, back then I mean, I, I could I could barely run for five minutes. Yeah, uh, that uh, that in fact. So, um, I guess it's when you do fall back into an inconsistent zone, um, it's catching it quick enough where you're not undoing all the good work that, yeah. that you've you've done from before. So, hundred percent within that inconsistent zone. And what I normally struggle with, um, as well, it's it's amazing how quickly your fitness levels fall off and how demoralising that is. So when you've worked so hard to get your fitness levels up. Um, to a certain point then you stop training then you go back for that first session and yeah. you're blown out your arse um, that that can be the, a barrier to a lot of people going back they go back the first time try and do what they did on the weight machine or the treadmill and struggle so that, that's one of the bits I'm really not looking forward to is that that very first session yeah but any in terms of it I think that you should welcome that yeah um, and it comes with a, maybe a bit of a personality swap up and uh, just in terms of your outlook more so your outlook, when you start this process again, use that as fuel. Know where you are at and then use that as fuel in order to be able to have, have, have that as a driver to stay disciplined and stay consistent. A lot of people, and I know we've spoken about this, is people know where they were, they go back, they see they're not there anymore and they just get absolutely, they crumble because then they start overthinking the process again. They get, um, you know, they get upset with the way they're at and then they just, again, fall off the bandwagon quite quickly. Oh, been there, been there. That's, so use uh, that as fuel. Yeah. I've got plenty of fuel yeah, then. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah. Got, I've, I've, I've got absolutely loads of fuel for that. Um, so where I would like to, to get to, we're going to um, pick something for me to compete in. We've been yeah. looking to try and find something we'll probably around about the summertime. So probably on the, the next podcast, we're going to do monthly updates on, on yeah. our progress. We'll, we'll find out where that is. But... Um, Immediately, it's getting out of the decline phase, getting into the improve state. Sorry, I keep calling phase yeah, state. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so states. And then uh, just a quick one on that, Danny. Obviously, with you, you're going to be going from inconsistent to improving. And just so people are aware, because it is hard to say, okay, you're going to go from inconsistent to um, improvement. And everyone's going to be like, okay, how, how are we going to do that? So if you don't mind, I am obviously going to be laying, you know how you're going to do that. And it just comes down and it's extremely simple. And again, I think people over overthink certain things. If you just follow the SMART method, the SMART method, and that's what I'm going to be doing with you. So SMART goals, and that's specific. Are your, is your goal specific? It is because I've now we've already spoken. You are going to be having an end goal to all of this. Yeah. And is it measurable? One hundred percent, it's measurable. We're going to be doing fitness tests for you, beep test. We're going to be doing beep up, test. Yeah, oh bloody hell! Yeah. So we're going to be doing the beep test for you. We're going to be doing a circuit. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm actually quite happy being inconsistent. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. uh, so is everybody. Yeah. Else. That's yeah. the problem when they hear what they're about to go yeah. through. I think yeah. a lot of people get. Oh no, I'm I'm good actually. Um, measurable, obviously, will be the stuff like the beep test. We'll do a a set circuit. What you're going to be, it's going to be timed, and then again, touch base with that on a monthly basis. Your program, everything's going to be done um, and written down in terms of your weight. We'll do one rep maxes and and things like that in order to be able to measure where you're at. And obviously, I know it's in the name measurable. 
we are going to be measuring you. We're going to be doing the caliper just to make sure where you're the at. The caliper? Yeah, yeah. So it's just a, a caliper that I squeeze all the juicy areas of you. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll bring the big one. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. So it's just things like that that we'll be able to measure, measure where you're at. And also, again, you will be able to see it. The next one is obviously achievable. Is it achievable? I'm not going to make you do crazy things on the first week yeah. and i think a lot of people need to adopt that attitude when you get back into the gym don't now go you know try and do a rocky montage yeah, in your yeah. first year uh-huh. so is it achievable yes it is achievable we're giving ourselves five to six months to do it and um obviously with that being said is we're doing it in a way that we are going to be working with your mobility your recovery so we're not going to be overstraining your body because we do have an, an end goal is everything we're doing relevant to to the end goal so remember when we talk about smart we talk about a goal we talk about goals so is it relevant to, to what we're going to be doing i'm not going to make you start doing sports specific training for like a footballer or a tennis player yeah. things like that because that's not what we're going to be doing so when we it's going to be overall fitness and endurance because we know that the end goal is going to be a race that's going to probably require some running and some strength endurance so leading up to that that's what your program and your training methodology is going to be about is getting you prepped full body cardiovascular and strength lifting both those areas up and then obviously the time sounds awesome mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounds awesome i'm joking thinking about that. Um, so then obviously the smart smart t is mm-hmm. time we've got the time base we know how we're going to get there and also winning day by day battles like you said at the beginning is going to be imperative to our yeah. our, our goal well us achieving our goal is on a daily basis you need to show up and we're going to need to do what we got to have to yeah, do yeah there's only so much you can do here yeah. um, if i'm um, going to the weekends and and eating rubbish and and not doing what I'm, I'm committing to do yeah it will fall off regardless of how good your personal trainer is so quickly what does the first month look like because we're going to be giving monthly updates so Go and, go and tell me what my, my January looks like. So your first week is basically going to be just a testing week to see where you're at. I don't want to, we're not going to jump into a, the program as of such yet. And that will be the following week. So your first week is going to be fitness test. You doing certain things throughout the week in order for me to see where your foundation is again i know we've trained together but it's been a while so we're going to have to see where your baseline and your foundation is as of now and then following that is going to be a four-week program of a certain certain amounts of exercises so your splits is going to be a full body full body split we're not going to be splitting it up like a bodybuilder mm-hmm. we are going to be doing full body splits when you come in and working with both the cardiovascular and the strength side on the same days so you're getting everything in and we can start managing that and we are not changing it up for those first four weeks so what you are given on that first week is what we are going to be carrying over and then every week i'm going to be adjusting that not changing it adjusting either the weight either the uh, output on the cardiovascular machines the distances and so on so there is ways in which to make things harder you just have to do it in a safe safe way and that's why you got me here so to make sure that you one testing yourself but to also staying safe and within the boundaries of what you're capable of doing without 
burning yourself out in the first month. Yeah, no, that makes absolute sense. Um, looking forward to it. Um, it it will, it will be um, good to have a little bit of accountability. I think a lot of people um, struggle with that accountability and see an easy way out. So yeah. um, they're, they're certainly, with how we're doing this, there's, yeah. a, there's <laughs> a fair amount of, of accountability. Life does get in the way, so um, it will be a real push to get out. So in terms of um, getting my revenge on you, um, yeah. for all this so um, I feel it's a little bit one-sided it sounds like you're going to make me vomit and I'm going to make you do stuff on the laptop but <laughs> it, it, it doesn't seem really I quite don't know <laughs> that, that does seem a bit uh, on par me behind the screen <laughs> yeah I know um, and, it, and it's, it's funny how um, one person's um, one person's nightmare is another person's reality because I'm, I'm sitting listening to, to what I need to do and what we're saying is you need to be consistent and you need to be comfortable being uncomfortable yes um going forward so within my working life um especially with startup businesses um uh, the, the consistency is probably the most important thing ever about failure um in startups is about 90 percent of what you do yes. and 10 percent success so the the consistency of getting up every day um and repeating what you're doing is really really important you can't have a successful business um um without it and being uncomfortable again if you are willing to start businesses and take the risks, um, you're very used to being uncomfortable. So within my kind of professional life, the, the I'm very used to operating in those mindsets, but it's funny how I can't carry over to other aspects of my life. Yeah, and then I also, uh, vice versa, I look at you and uh, your business mindset. I'm yeah. like, okay, why can't I maybe do yeah. that? So you, you you have the you have the mentality there, but it, it doesn't seem easily transferable. Before we get into what what your first couple of months is going to look like, it's probably worth just touching a little bit uh, on on my background and really to explain why Ascendo Digital was born. So um, I'm managing director of a company called Data Vita. Um, we're a, a large data center and cloud services business. We run a lot of critical infrastructure, um, so it's very high stakes contracts that we run. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of harsh financial penalties in terms of what we're doing a lot of big contracts so um it, it, it's a fairly stressful environment i'm also the founder of ascendo digital which we'll come back to and i sit on the board of a company called hfd which is a large group with multiple different companies um spanning property and um, technology and energy so i have a wide breadth of experience now i'm not giving my cv here a to kind of build up credibility it's, yeah. it's the backstory of why ascendo digital was born so um especially within data vita the amount of money i've wasted trying to be successful in sales um i shudder to think so my natural background wasn't sales i came from a, a technical element and i have made every single sales mistake under the sun when trying to grow that business every marketing gimmick every lead generation gimmick i've thrown money at and i've tried it i've hired big expensive sales teams of sales guys coming in promising you that the absolute world and um not not delivering yeah and i was actually getting to the stage i was repeating it so i was getting to the point where um i would try the same 10 things then go back to number one and hope they were going to be different so caught myself doing it and decided to say no something has to change here in terms of what we're doing um so I was actually looking for a, a company, a partner to help me um, look at the reasons why it wasn't working. So to, to really look at the data behind what was happening, to look at um, how our business was, was, was structured, to look at the psychology behind what, what buyers yeah. are doing, then into the sales process, then into the, the kind of um, acquisition process. And there was organisations out there that could do little bits of it, but right across the whole spectrum of it, there wasn't a company existed that could help. So that's where Ascendo Digital was born. So um, what we've developed within Ascendo 
digital is really combining um, the best of both worlds from growth marketing and growth hacking, which is they're really gimmicky words um, out there. But what we are looking to do is achieve rapid growth of businesses by any means possible. So um, very similar to your smart goals, we are looking at what your target is. Yeah. And we're only interested in the growth of that business. It's amazing the amount of time people spend within businesses, especially small businesses, doing stuff that actually isn't going to impact their bottom line. So growth hacking, growth marketing, all we're looking at is what do we need to do to get real line growth? Now, the biggest element of it is data-led. So without understanding the data of your business, of your sector, of your demographic, of the platforms you're trying to achieve um, success on, um, you're going to struggle. Your success isn't, is, is going to be... Yeah, like shooting in the dark. It's as possible, yeah. Um, often, I've, I've heard someone say to me about, in terms of our approach compared to the, the kind of old-fashioned way to do sales, is, is if you were thinking about like duck hunting, it's about going up, opening the door once a day and firing into there and hoping you hit something, yes. as opposed to knowing when the flock's flying overhead and what type of ammunition, all, all that That's type good, of thing. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a, the same methodology. Um, so the data tells us what to do, it shows us if it's working or not. Um, and we also try and be as disruptive as possible. So we try different ways of success and we're very open to failure within those ways because we're looking at the data constantly, real life ad, ad, across all different platforms that we're using, different channels, we can see very quickly what's working and what's yeah. not. And what you, you do is you use that failure to then make the better, uh, the, the next campaign more impactful um, and it's amazing how much it changes kind of day on day minute minute on minute so um, Ascendo we've developed um, Ascendo we've developed a growth matrix and what that growth matrix is um, it really helps us evaluate where a business is at so this doesn't matter if it's a small business or a multi-million pound organisation they all have similar issues so the growth matrix um, basically splits into two different sections which then have three elements to it so the first uh, the first section is the foundational element so um, without these you're going to struggle for real success so do you have data on your business do you have an understanding of the demographic of the marketplace of the competition um, of where the market's going who's been successful do you have that, have that data? Because without that data, you can't go into the next bit, which is strategy. Yeah. So once you have that data, you then use that data to, to build out your strategy. Now, a lot of people have goals, but that's not a strategy. Then yeah. you have to look at what do you need um, to achieve that? So from um, what business objectives, what do you need to be able to do? Um, then it's going into things like understanding your customer base more and building out um, buyer personas, ideal um, customer profiles, which we'll touch on. Then the next element is the enablement, um, either of your sales team or, or you as an individual yeah. to drive forward that, that business. So um, the enablement piece is, is, is probably one of the most important. The psychology of buyers has completely changed. Um, if they can't get access to information about the services you provide easily, they'll move on to someone who, who can. Um, they're not, um, the modern consumer isn't going to spend a lot of time digging yes. into something that's easily available. They move on to the next person who has information yeah. readily available. So that enablement stage is really possible uh, and um, important. So once we have 
the three of them and we have the, the strategy put together and we're within a moment plan to go. We then move into the execution phase. Now, the, the execution phase is where we are looking to achieve real growth. So the overall, um, the first element of that is how do we build awareness of what you're doing? Now, awareness is is really important. There's no point in us making someone in Argentina who's a 13-year-old boy aware of your services. <laughs> yeah. They're not going to buy it. And I mean, and all you're doing is wasting time and effort um, trying to get that, yeah. um, that that person. So people say, oh, I've got so many hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram and what? So would you rather have a million followers on Instagram who don't engage with you or would you rather have a um, hundred that bought something from you. Yeah. You'd rather have the hundred that, that bought something. So you need to move away from the, the, the vanity matrix of I've, I've got a million followers yeah. and what, so, so what does it matter? So that building awareness, uh, building campaigns to make sure that you're uh, creating awareness within your markets is very, very important. Now, the next one is fundamental, which is intent. So intent is when someone is out there looking to buy something that you offer. So they're sitting in front of Google, they're yeah. sitting on social media and they're thinking, for, for your thing, I want a personal trainer. That's somebody who wants intent. Now, they're the most valuable person in business. You don't have to convince them uh, about, they, they, they want to buy. Yeah, they're really they're, looking. They're, 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 they're wanting to buy. Yeah. So when that person is in that phase within your area, how do you make sure they're coming to you first? Now, the actual nirvana of this, if you get the awareness bit right, they'll come straight to you. Yeah. Um, because they're already aware of, of, of what you're doing now. That's not always possible. So when someone is actually looking for your service, how to make sure that you're using the the technology and the platforms to make sure that you're front and center. Um, and within that intent, there's a choir as well. So um, it's a step back. So maybe it's someone who hasn't quite made up their mind yet. There's an idea forming in the back of their head. This is about us creating demand generation, us creating people seeing your products and services and thinking actually, that is of interest and start to then um, delve a bit deeper and you're more nourishing at that point. Yeah. And the, the, the last phase is retain and nurture um, within the execute phase. Now, this is probably something where we won't focus on initially as, as much as you. So okay. that's about how do you get the most out of your current customers financially? How do you get them spending more money uh, um, in, in, in terms of what you're doing? Um, how do you win back old customers um, and that's probably something we, we will look at in yeah, terms of hundred percent. Yeah. So um, win back campaigns um, to people who used to train with you. How do you how do you get them back? But um, knowing your business, I know it, it's relatively um, consistent in terms of people people yeah. who stay with you. And that's a good thing about the the growth matrix. We actually use it to focus on the elements that, that that's important. So knowing you like I do, I I know that the the retain and nurture elements. Not, not a priority for yeah. us. We can achieve um, elements elsewhere. So the first month of this, we're really going to be focusing on those top three elements. So data, strategy, and enablement. Now, um, I know you understand the sector that you operate in. Yes. But you don't have that in data. No, no. 100%. Uh -huh. So as soon as you mentioned the first part, and if you don't have the first part, we can't go to strategy. Yeah. I was like, well, there, there we are. I'm already done. Kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Uh -huh. yeah. you know? So that's probably one of the things the Ascendo team can help you with very quickly. So if you get nothing out of this, you're going to get a lot of very enriched data yeah. about <laughs> the market and, and, and your competitors and what's happening, yeah. what's working. And also what, what's been effective. Um, you don't want to be the last one to a party. 
um, being first to the party can also be damaging as well. Yeah. Um, so you want to be on the cusp of making sure that you're, you're staying relevant and that, that's how the data is. So the Ascendo team will get you into the office and they'll take you through a process um, which is designed to extract that, f to help that extract from you. Then we go away and use multiple different data sources to, to, to pull yeah. that together. After we have that, we come back with the, the raw data and this is it's very much a collaboration. We have data, so what? We don't understand your world, yeah. so um, it's techniques that we 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 employ to make sure that we're getting that across. So the next element is strategy. So um, in a detailed workshop, um, we will take this through. But where we normally start, just to give people a bit of insight, um, what would you say you wanted your business to look like in five years' time? So sitting here today, if you could stargaze into the five years into the future, which isn't that far away, what ideally does your business look like having the ability to have an online platform that is self self-efficient in a sense mm -hmm. but which then allows me because i think a lot of personal trainers will look at, at, at online as a as a thing to get away from working so many hours mm -hmm. where that's not my my goal and objective my goal and objective is to still get to as many people as possible in terms of health and fitness, mm -hmm. you know, changing lives, but being a lot more specific in the next five years, I want to have the ability to ha choose who I put in my in my weekly time, you know, schedule. So mm -hmm. I want to have the ability to be like, okay, well, that person maybe needs more of my help. I'm so going towards it. Taking it back to a business level, you want to monetize your online presence. Yeah, monetize online presence. Simple as that. Um, so, in terms of the the physical element of what you're doing, uh, is aspirations to get your own gym? Is it? Yeah. So, uh -huh. that, well, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that is like the main thing. Yeah. yeah. So uh -huh. the main the main one is for me to be back in my my own gym. Mm -hmm. So um, these are goals. What 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 you've set, um, but what you need to achieve the, those goals is a strategy. Yeah. Um, so that's why we normally start further out and saying, in an ideal scenario, what what do you want to be? Then we look at the steps required to get you there or to get you as, as close to that. Yeah. And that, that ultimately um, builds out the strategy. Then the enablement bit we're going to focus on now, again, this is one of the areas I think you're massively underplaying yourself. So um, we've had the Sendo team look at your business um, and I've went through a phase of forgetting that I know you and just looking at your, your online presence so um, after having trained with you you're an ex-professional athlete um, you've trained at the, in one of the hardest sports ever which is basically combat I mean yeah. you, you don't get um, much harder than that um, you've got a lot of sports science behind you um, the mindsets and what we do in training um, is, is really quite incredible um, however, if I forget that and I look at what you're portraying online, it doesn't represent that. Yeah. Um, so I know other personal trainers who went and did a week-long course in personal training who don't have any of the foundational background or the real-life experience that you have but are a bit more clued up when how, how to present themselves. Yeah. And if you were looking at the two of them, you'd probably pick the other one. No, 100%. Um, in, terms of, in terms of what you're doing. Um and I think all personal trainers make this mistake as well. So the majority of you all look great. Seeing your Instagram videos um, 
when you're doing all the different exercises yeah. most of these look fantastic and I think it is important because I wouldn't want to go to somebody who was overweight to train yeah, me yeah. you'd be thinking well Who's that? Yeah, what well, well, you doing? What <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah. Um, but most personal trainers live and do that, so that, that's almost like a, a fundamental, and it is it is is part of the awareness type thing. But for what the client wants, it actually isn't providing any value. And I do that within my business as well. That was one of the big mistakes I was making. I was telling people what I did yeah. rather than saying this is a problem I help solve. Yeah. Um. So we need to radically change. Um. The, the online perception of yourself because you have so much value yeah. within that perception um, and I think you'll easily be able to stand head and shoulders above others around you who don't have the same depth yeah. um, in terms of, of, of what what we're doing and the fitness when it, especially on social media the fitness industry is probably one of the most saturated um, when it comes to scrolling time yeah. in terms of what we're doing so it's how, how do we elevate that make it different and how do you get people to engage is that you give them that something of value. Yeah. See if they can come to a channel or come to a website or come um, to a, a group where they are, they're getting value without having to give any time. That's the easiest way to engage. It's yeah. not about some buff personal trainer showing you how many squats they can fire out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, which is a which is an interesting way way thing. So that's going to be your first month. We're going to be yeah. focusing on that. Um, but at the same time, one of the one of the key elements. Um, of of growth hacking or growth marking is we're always looking for opportunities we're always looking for quick win opportunities to generate success yeah. and to grow, you, grow, grow your business um, companies that have been through this process normally find it quite disruptive and a wee bit uncomfortable because we move quick we will try things that you might not think that, that great and some of them will fail yeah, in yeah. terms of, of what we're doing but we need to go through that testing phase to understand what works and what's going yeah. to resonate um, we learn a lot by failing, and 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 we move forward, and you 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 start to 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 hopefully see the benefits of it. Yeah, and I think the whole tr like like you said, the transferring between what you do and what I do, it is so close that it's clo so closely the same, but also different, as in the sense that it's more physical. But then you now showing me things that I'm not going to have having to push myself, my body through to the point of ex exhaustion, mm -hmm. but it is still going to be pushing me to at my absolute limits because of the comfortability part. Yeah. Because it's so data heavy and technology heavy, what we often find is that that concept make people, makes people scared. They think, I'm not going to understand this. I'm not going to be able to do this. What are they going to ask me to do? Whereas the value of someone like us is what we are good at is making it match your business yeah um and being the sticking glue and look you are the value of your business we're not going to be telling you about the best way to make people fit and healthy it's about how do we make your business grow um as successful as possible yeah. and that's why we're here um so we are committing to do this over a, a six month period yes by the next time um we'll have picked some stupid competition to put me into yeah um we were trying to find one round about um summer time so we'll need to go away and, and and find that as well um we will do a monthly update yeah um and i'm sure there'll be um opportunities to give social media updates and everything uh, as we go yeah in so terms of all the different programs that you're going to get them to do we will stick them up somewhere yeah yeah, uh, yeah. so then also the the outcomes of those of those weekly or monthly yeah. programs mm -hmm. just so people can also then see how how we structure it and also how we put up the weights or the yeah. 
Um, but even if somebody's, um, we'll, we'll stick the program up, and if somebody's wanting to try it at the same time, they'll yeah, yeah. Um, crack on. Um, see they can do better than me yeah. um, so no Jesse looking forward to it I'm excited uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, um, and let's see what the next six months brings yeah awesome thanks Danny